Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jacobin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and it is Wednesday, Federal Reserve Day. I hope it finds you well out there, as you can probably tell. Uh, I have the crud. Yeah, the just uh, yesterday, just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, uh, I just got some stuff in my throat. It hasn't gone away. I feel fine. Uh, just don't sound the greatest, but bear with us. 800-951-0592. Uh, that is the toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. And I've got my sidekick, uh, Jason Walker, my partner, is with us right now. And, and we're waiting, obviously, on Jay Powell. Uh, the gold markets are, are down right now. Now, uh, Kitco's having some technical problems, uh, so you're just going to have to take my word on it. Uh, but, but right now, gold is sitting at that 1830, 1832 level. That's the, that used to be the old support that gold couldn't get through. Uh, everyone's going to wait until Jay Powell. I, we're going to have a really, really, uh, I don't want to say a weird market. It's just going to be an interesting market in that uh, all the big moves in the market are going to come after he talks. Is he dovish? Is he bearish? Is he, you know, whatever he may be. And, again, I, I, I think uh, Jay Powell is going to be dovish, and you're going to see uh, gold make, make a big move to the upside. But every time I think that, I always worry it will be the other way. Uh, the one thing before I bring Jason in, I warned you about, crude oil remember what i said last week hey the direction of crude is going to depend on the oil inventory reports that came out today and uh, i'll just tell you right now uh, crude right now is 87.50 that's it if that'll give you a good indication uh, by the way brent crude over 90 dollars a barrel crude's up uh, almost two dollars a barrel as once again, you know, there's, it's so funny is, uh, I have a headline here, oil rises to, uh, $90 on Russia, Ukraine tensions, but then, uh, on the gold side of things, uh, gold, gold's down, which it's not the reason, but they said, uh, because the Biden administration said, eh, there's no tensions with, with Russia and the Ukraine. Everything's fine. So, Jason, again, I, the, the age of, of misinformation continues, but I think everyone's going to wait to hear uh, what the Federal Reserve is going to do. And I think what they're going to do, Jason, is what we've said all along, is not fight inflation. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to try to give as much rosy, happy information about how everything's going to be okay and that they, 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 they are slowly proceeding with their plans and, look, everything is okay. Yeah, there's, there's some, some turbulence in the waters, but everyone's going to be okay. Yeah, I think that's something to that effect. And uh, then they'll continue with the taper, and they'll continue moving towards uh, no more, no longer purchasing as of March. And we'll, we'll see how the, the markets react this afternoon. Um, but uh, it's interesting, Joe, that the chart that I keep mentioning that I've seen, which uh, to me shows that gold is getting ready to break to all new record highs between now and, and early Mar uh, May, excuse me. Uh, one of the, the, the bottom line on the chart is, is is higher lows for gold. So now that gold's down today after it's been doing creeping up and creeping up, let's see if it if that keeps holding as the higher lows as we keep moving further into 2022, uh, it keeps pushing gold up and up and up. 
uh, overall. So I, I think gold's getting ready to take off. Show but by May, and it could, it could be next week, it could be next month, but uh, it's, it's it's going. That the chart is showing that from August of last year, Joe, to, to today, gold's slowly going up. The lows are higher lows. Every time gold comes back, it's a higher low. It's it's an it's it's pretty enthusiastic for me to look at the, how this is is actually working the way a chart is supposed to perform and. You guys better buy gold. I'm telling Joe. All I know is people better buy gold between now and, and when this happens. You better start well, jumping on. I'm going to say I'm going to say this, and I'll get to it in the next segment. I'm going to give you a great opportunity today. Something I, I've never done. What I'm going to do uh, this time. So th- this is going to be something where uh, I've never done this before. But this is going to allow you to buy gold uh, even cheaper. Uh, but as the price of gold moves, uh, it, you'll either get incentivized or punished if you've waited too long. So uh, just just be ready for that. I, but before we get to that, I just want to let you know, uh, for those of you in Colorado, the King Super Strike is over. Uh, they, they have come to an agreement, and, and Jason, this is just what we've been talking about. Per the union, the contract, by the way, King Super Kroger, uh, for those of you in Arizona, that's Fry's, Fry's Food and Drug. Uh, the, you know, Kroger and Walmart, the two largest grocers uh, in the country, they've reached an agreement that will secure uh, workers, not all workers, but some workers will be receiving increases of $5 an hour uh, in the agreement with King Super. Uh, and, again, th- this is kind of what we talked about with the inflation problem. Uh, and, and now uh, the, 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 the realities are the lower-paying jobs, the jobs that used to pay uh, minimum wage, the job that used to pay $10, 11 12 though you you can't pay that anymore uh these jobs are now approaching twenty dollars uh an hour plus and, and and the problem is to keep up with inflation you know i used to say it had to be 30 bucks probably has to be like 40 dollars an hour uh but once again what we'll, we'll keep uh, our eyes peeled here uh kimberly clark had some interesting news new home sales as well uh, we'll, we'll talk all about that in this special that we've never done before coming up next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, just new home sales, big number, up almost fifteen percent. I was like, wow! I was a real. I was like, wow. Because uh, I figured it'd be up because, you know, people wanted to, everyone knows rates are going to rise and we're trying to get in before the rate increase. Uh, most of the rise was because they just took the milk before and lowered it by 12%. And I got a funny feeling this number is going to get lowered next uh, next go round. Uh, but, but overall on home sales, new home sales in 2021 were actually less, which is kind of shocking to me, less than 2020. Uh, by by about 40,000 units. Some of that could be uh, not being able to deliver homes. I think a lot of it has to do with price. Uh, 
Uh, they're now saying that the median new home price, 377000 uh, which my guess would be would put the average price well above 400 because, you know, you got some of these guys that will build those mega mansions uh, that will really uh, kind of drive up uh, those prices. But uh, this was also out today. The average home now costs a new record $475,000. Uh, so the average, again, once again, the average home in America. This is new, used, uh, whatever, uh, however you'd like to to call it, is now $475,000. Jason, pretty impressive. Uh, Wolf Richter, uh, if you you follow him at all, Wolf Street, he had a a big article about Housing Bubble 2.0 and showing uh, the old peaks from the last bubble to the new peaks of this bubble. Far and away now, home prices way above uh, the old bubble. The, the difference being uh, the the banks, if you will, uh, and hedge funds are heavy into home ownership now, Jason. Exactly, Joe, which makes it, you know, the, the prices you said for just building a new home being in the $400,000 range makes it for a housing price crash kind of difficult to actually happen. You know, the housing market's going to – there's going to be some wacky stuff happening and for housing prices to really crash, you'd have to have home builders basically stop making houses. That's the only way, only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, we might see this sideways action, Joe, where the price of everything around us gets more expensive and how the housing prices don't go up quite as uh, as fast as they've been going up, which is which is really, you know, not, your house not keeping up with inflation. That's, that's yeah, very possible. It, it really is going to depend. If they're truly going to fight inflation, we're having another housing crash, period. Correct. But it could, it could look different, Joe. It could look if different. If they don't fight inflation, in other words, they stick to the, oh, we're going to raise rates three times. It's not going to do anything. Uh, then I think Jason's right. We'll probably go uh, a little more sideways, or at least maybe the pricing of homes slows. Uh, yesterday, Kay Schiller came out, uh, and uh, for the fourth straight month in a row, the year-over-year increase fell, but it's still at 18.6% growth year-over-year. Year. And by the way, uh, the Case-Shiller Index has been around, I think, 35 years. And it's the fourth straight decline, but it's the sixth highest reading ever, which just means that all of you know the, the, the last four months of declines – uh, we're also in the top. So it's coming. Uh, the, the pace is slowing, barely, still accelerating by all practical ac- accounts uh, at the highest levels in over 35 years. So, so Jason, yeah, there, there's a lot. You know, the, the only way I see it, right, is if the Fed really does fight inflation, then all of a sudden the Wall Streeters who have bought hundreds of thousands, probably by now, you know, a million homes. They only did that. You know, you got to understand, well, why did they do that? Well, housing such a great investment. And all, no, that's not why they did it. They did it because they're like, I can't buy a bond and make any money. Right? If I wanted to buy a treasury, as an example, just think about a year ago. 
the 10-year note was yielding like 0.5. Even today, they only could get 1.7%. That's not enough money. Well, they knew, hey, we could buy these homes and, uh, you know, fix them up if they needed to be fixed and rent them. I got to remember, they're big companies, so they're going to subcontract everything out. They're going to have uh, companies that handle all the renting and all. The, and, and and their end game, hey, if they can make four or five percent, great. That's better than making you know half of a percent on a ten-year note. If all of a sudden. The 10-year note all of a sudden gets the 5, 6, 7% because the Fed is actually going to fight inflation. Well, then at that point, housing is going to have a problem because the banks are like, hey, we don't really want to own these homes. we got to evict people. We, we've got to fix water heaters. we got to fix the roof, right? We've got to paint. We've got to replace the carpet, right? All of that stuff, and they'll go back to buying treasuries, which they just buy them and have to do nothing. Uh, but outside of that, Jason, I think you're right. Well, and, and, and uh, let me add this because we talked about negative interest rates uh, as being a future plan, which, like I said yesterday, I, I was talking, Brian and I a lot, talking about negative interest rates before the COVID uh, uh, emergency showed up. And we just sort of went away from it because the markets crashed and they came back and all this stuff that's been going on since 2020. Uh, with negative interest rates, Joe, you have the ability to try to keep the housing market floating by giving one percent or maybe two percent mortgages, so that people can yeah, buy but, more, but, buy yeah, more home. That, right? That's not going to happen under the dollar. Otherwise, we would have already done it. The negative interest rates we were talking about yesterday, the the creation of this digital currency, right? They'll have the ability to take. So, so look at it this way. For, in terms of your bank account, right, your checking and savings account, with the digital currency, they can now set those accounts to negative. But have a whole different, hey, we're not saying the treasury market's negative, right? We can set that at a different level right now. They can't do that because your checking account and your savings account is tied into uh, the the Fed's funds rate in the Treasury market. With a digital currency, they could get the best of both worlds, making your bank accounts negative, but still saying, "Hey, a ten-year note's at four or five percent, or a mortgage is at four or five percent," which is the only way. Really, think about it. That's how you get the banks to agree. To stop being banks, right? Hey, yeah, we're on board. Wait, we, we could actually make money on loans and stuff, and, and we don't have to worry about negative interest rates and all of those things. It's a very interesting thing about, yes, I want to be clear, and I'm glad you brought it up in case I wasn't clear yesterday. The Fed, for those of you that don't remember, if you did miss yesterday's show, the Fed released uh, what, what I would call, and they do this when they're going to change rules. They do this a lot with the SEC. Uh, they did it with, like, take Dodd-Frank, where they put out a report asking for the feedback from the financial institutions. That report came out Monday, 
when it comes to the creation of a digital currency. And already the banks are stepping up. Yes, what a great idea, right? This will allow the dollar to stay the reserve currency and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, but in it, what would happen is all the deposits, you know, like where your checks go, you get deposited to, uh, would now be in control of the Fed. And they would handle that stuff totally separate. From what the banks are, we talked about, you know, we've got less than 5,000 banks now. Uh, I'm throwing out maybe 100 banks will be left, and they'll still do the car loans, the home loans, right? They'll, they'll do the credit cards and, and all that stuff. Uh, you just won't have your deposits there. And then the, the central bank now all has a new, call it a new tool, where they can punish you for leaving the money in the bank without necessarily having to punish the banks with lower interest rates. So, it's a horrible deal for us. So the 1.5% mortgage, for example, uh, would have to come with the digital currency. The only question would be then what emergency or how soon could they actually implement this? What emergency could they cook up to force this quicker upon us? Because it's coming. It's, it's just like when, right, Joe? When's it going to happen? Yeah, that, that's the big part. When, and, and, again, the the what – Whatever story we get today, and again, you know, I'm on the dovish side of the story, but whatever story we get today, just know this, they actually can't do it. They only have two choices. There's only two. I wish there was more. It's either pretend to fight inflation and and. and try to just repeat of the 70s, right? So that that's that's choice one. Hey, we're going to try to keep, you know, the economy growing at 4%. That's what they're hoping for, 4%. Uh, we're going to raise rates, but, you know, three times, maybe four times, you know, maybe, heaven forbid, the Fed funds rate gets to 1%. That's not going to stop inflation. Crude oil, $88. Get ready. Listen. Forget about $100 crude if they don't fight inflation. It's going to be double that. Uh, forget about $4 and $5 gas. It's going to be $7, $8 gas. Uh, uh, that, that's just what's going to happen. King Super, congratulations on your $5 raise. Unfortunately, to actually pay for all the inflation, it needed to be a $10 raise. Or, that's option one. Option two, actually fight inflation. Which would have the Fed's fund, I mean, at a minimum, the Fed's funds rate would have to be at least 6 or 7% at a very minimum. Uh, which of course, that's it. Wall Street collapses, the housing market collapses, right? We go through this horrible, uh, depression, uh, and they, they bring on, uh, the digital money. That would be my guess. Uh, but, but, those are really the only two options. They're going to come out and try to say there's another option. They're, they're liars. Just like when they tried to tell you, it, it'll be no different than when they said there wasn't going to be any inflation. It's going to be no different than when they said inflation was transitory. Uh, this, this new line that I think they're going to take, uh, which Wall Street will per- perceive as dovish, is also just another fallacy. But to Jason's point, it'll buy them a little time. Yeah, that's right, Joe. One of the guys I was watching, he has this analogy of of the Fed's choice. Uh, Do you remember that hiker that got caught? He fell, and he got his arm wedged in between a rock and the the cliff. 
and he was he was stuck. Oh, oh wait, oh, and he had to cut his own arm off. Yeah, so 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 the analogy is this: the guy gets stuck, and he's there for 127 hours. They actually made a movie of this, and uh, after and that's five days. That's over five days. Uh, he he had to make a choice. He either he needed to chop his arm off and go get and, and save himself, or he was just going to stay there and probably just die waiting. That is the analogy that this guy was talking about. The Fed, the Fed could, if the Fed could chop off the arm and try to save everything, or they could just keep doing what they're doing, and eventually the thing will die. That's that, 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 that's a pretty good analogy. You have to admit, Joe, it's pre- pretty, pretty, pretty likely as what what the Fed's choices are. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's just again now we're starting to get uh, some of the what I'll call the smartest economic people in the room who should have been warning everybody years ago. Uh, and, and I'm sure they've written enough to say, well, I did, but, you know, they've been cheerleading the Fed all along. Uh, you know, we talked about Jer- uh, Jeremy Grantham as one of them and, and Siegel now uh, warning everybody. And, the, and, again, there was only a certain amount of cheap oil and cheap nickel and cheap copper and cheap corn and cheap soybeans and cheap this and cheap that. That era is gone. It's absolutely gone. And and, and again, uh, it's go. It, it, they have two terrible choices ahead of them. And unfortunately, both of those choices are not good for uh, the consumer. We are back. Here on the Patriot Trade oh. News Hour. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, Jason. That's all right. That's all right. I, 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 I was talking into the mic. I just didn't have the mic turned on. Uh, 800-951-0592. Good, good, good thing you weren't doing the show by yourself today. <laughs> Might have went on for a little longer. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I'd have been screaming and yelling for five minutes, and nobody would hear. Sometimes I feel like that's happening even when my mic is on. Uh, but I, I'm actually thoroughly confused right now. This morning there was a headline out on the BBC saying that the Pentagon was kind of backtracking on talks of a Russian invasion. And that the, there was talk that they were going to punish Vladimir Putin personally by cutting him off, right? You know, because they, they cut Russia off from, like, the SWIFT system and all that. None of that works. And, and the BBC was kind of poking fun at the Biden administration. One again, the, the ass-clown administration uh, that is the Biden presidency, saying, okay, well, officially... Uh, Vladimir Putin owns an apartment, not an apartment building, an apartment and three cars. So they're like, what do you mean sanctioning him personally? Uh, they've done this to other people, uh, but they, you know, they've actually had accounts in their name and stuff like Vladimir Putin. He's not that dumb. He, you know, of course, we know the guy's got uh, billions of dollars. He just doesn't have anything in his name. Uh, but then, but, but I'm like, okay, I, I thought maybe, uh, the Biden administration, they're just gonna backtrack this invasion talk. Uh, this now just breaking. U.S. citizens have been told to depart Ukraine by any means possible. Uh, this is, uh, an alert, uh, from the, uh, U.S. Embassy in Ukraine. Uh, telling all American citizens, which they've been urging them to leave, 
uh, now to leave by any means necessary, Jason. Uh, if there is, and I don't know where this is going, uh, but if there really is a an invasion, if you will, uh, by by Russia into Ukraine, uh, that that just makes all bets are off. All the news around this is fake, Joe. It just it's so I I actually been looking at this and it's been going on for almost a decade, you know, especially the last 7 years. All that's going on is is there are, are on the eastern border of Ukraine, there's a bunch of communities that want Russia there and they want them there. So so 7 years ago they were talking about this and Putin didn't want to go in there. Putin didn't like the the Ukrainian government cuz they're they're corrupt and he also didn't like going in there mostly because uh, economically it would just be bad for Russia. However, if you got Russian citizens that want to be a part of Russia and, 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 and people are yelling and screaming about it enough, they're going to want Russia to move in and take over those, those areas. So all you hear on the news, Joe, is, well, what does Russia want? And what's America going to do? And what's Russia going to do? And what's America going to do? What about what, what the Ukrainians want, right? And, and, and we know that, that Biden has business interests in that country. His son became very wealthy with, with some business dealings. And that's kind of you know that's kind of the game with politicians or our benefits to to being in positions of power. So why do I get the feeling this has a lot to do with Biden's positions and his family's positions in Ukraine more than uh, America wants to try to liberate a country that doesn't need to be liberated? Just let Ukraine and Russia handle their own affairs. But Joe, I, I mean, you know, we don't we don't make the decisions. Why do I feel like they're going to blow this up into something? And Boy, what what a timely event of having a a, a, a near World War Three event when the markets are going to get ready to crash, right? Well, I got to tell you right now, I, I just don't understand uh, the escalation here on our side. Uh, you think oil's expensive at eighty eight dollars? I mean, th- this would be uh, we we would probably be talking about a a scenario uh, where oil was was up lock limit. Uh, for several days, uh, we would probably see. You think European natural gas prices were high? <laughs> I mean, well, I, double them. I mean, you you would probably uh, have most of the manufacturers in Europe saying, "Hey, we're just not going to work today because it's too expensive to even turn the machines on." And their banking I mean, system. Is, uh, their banking I, I, system. I just is... don't get it. It just makes no sense. The European banking system, like, like a lot of things, make no sense, right? All these truckers got to have vaccinations cross border. Makes it's going to make everything twice as expensive. Exactly. Uh, I didn't. Kimberly Clark today. They they had they you know I will say this thank 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 the Lord for Microsoft. Because Microsoft had earnings today, and they made a ton of money. Uh, but outside of, listen, outside of Microsoft and Apple and Amazon, ain't anybody making a ton of money. Uh, Kimberly Clark today said it's just getting worse. Uh, they missed earnings. Expenses uh, shot way up. Uh, they said that uh, they can't raise prices fast enough, Jason. And this is that, that gallon of milk thing we've been talking about. Exactly, Joe. And as as you were talking about uh, Europe, uh, the euro is experiencing much more uh, stress than the dollar is. I think their banking system is in much more disrepair than ours is. And and Joe, uh, just on top of that, as you t- you talked about natural gas, uh, did you hear uh, what happened? What's happening in Turkey here pretty soon? About they have their industrial area of their country. They they actually have got areas for their industrial for all their uh, factories and manufacturing and everything. Well, Iran, uh, they, they, 27% of their electricity is natural gas. 
And Iran has a large percentage of the natural gas they use that gets imported into Turkey. So guess what Turkey's going to do? Because Iran's, well, that, that's not showing up anymore. That's gone. So guess what Turkey's uh, government, their decision is to, to, to try to rebalance the, the shortages. They're going to shut off the electricity for four days for the entire industrial section of the country. And the colder weather's yep. coming in, and, and the residents, are, are which use a lot of it for cooking and heating, it's, they're going to be using twice as much because they're getting a massive cold snap of weather. These things are going to be have massive consequences worldwide, Joe. Yeah, it, it, and it just doesn't end. All of these uh, things, there was a major blackout uh, this morning in the stands. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, uh, and and again, th- this is a a part of the world that they produce a lot of energy, not a lot, but enough to make a difference, right? Uh, between them, uh, over a million barrels of crude oil uh, not working. I mean, and the, and when I mean they lost power, they lost power. Like they don't have any power going on right now. Uh, and, and somebody was blaming it on the crypto miners because uh, China kicked them all out. Uh, they went over there. Who knows? I, you know, all of this stuff in itself, it, it just doesn't matter. Any little thing now that used to be insignificant is no longer insignificant. Uh, and that's, that's what happens when you produce way more money, uh, than the earth can provide for. Uh, when we get back a one of a kind special, that we're, I'm going to try my best to pull off for everybody. We'll be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. So, the last couple of days, we've been running twenty dollar gold on sale at twenty one hundred dollars. Yesterday, as I was getting off the air, gold was uh, 21.50. Right now, gold sitting at this support. Like Jason keeps talking about these higher highs and higher lows. Uh, it's sitting at this higher, what would be a new higher low support at 18.32. Let's just call it 18.30, but it's 18.32. But so gold's down $20 from where I was yesterday. So here's what I'm going to do. For right now, I'm going to have $20 gold, which is, you know, your pre-1933 gold pieces, What you know, an ounce of gold. Back when these were $20 bill and $20 gold piece were interchangeable. And I'll put them down to 2075. Okay, so that's that would be a twenty five another twenty five dollars. But here's the catch. So here's 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 where it gets complicated. If gold rallies after Jay Powell comes out and kowtows to Wall Street, I'm gonna keep that price. You can buy twenty dollar gold for two thousand and seventy five dollars. Until gold breaks eighteen forty five. At eighteen forty five, it's gonna go back to the twenty one hundred dollars still on sale, but back to twenty one hundred dollars. If gold breaks eighteen fifty five, gold's gonna be twenty one twenty five. 
you can lock those prices in right now. But I'm going to go a step further. If gold falls after Jay Powell, let's just say if gold falls uh, another twenty dollars, that twenty seventy five price that you locked in right now will make adjustments to all those people and lower the price by that amount. Okay, so and we'll do it in ten dollar increments. So in other words, if gold falls three more dollars, you don't we're not gonna adjust three dollars. But uh just just look at it this way. Uh we'll use eighteen thirty as the measuring stick. So if if at the end of the day uh gold goes to eighteen twenty, you bought at twenty seventy five, we'll take ten dollars off a coin to match it. But again, if it goes the other way, then we start taking it away. I know that's really complicated. But it's the only fair way to do it. So you can buy here at a ridiculous, because 2075 is ridiculous. Uh, my gut tells me that gold is, is only going higher. Uh, but I've thought that before and got burned. So now in case I'm wrong, uh, you, you get to buy risk-free today, Jason. Yeah, no, I think I could translate uh, in a simpler form for what you just said. You did the you did the uh, a good pitch. Uh, buying gold today, waiting is your worst option. That, that's how. That's just what I heard. <laughs> waiting is your worst option. You could buy gold all during the, the day today, and then but uh, but waiting is your worst option because you buy it right now and it goes down. We're going to give it to you. So it's like no risk, uh, depending on what gold does today during the Fed meeting. But if you if you wait till later and it goes up, you got to pay a little more because it's just going to cost us more. So so right now, if you're going to buy gold, waiting is your worst option. Yeah, there you go. That, I, I thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's no reason to wait. I've took all the risk away from from waiting. Uh, and again, I actually think it's going to go the other way. So uh, if you buy it right now, and I'm wrong, let's say gold falls another thirty bucks. Great, you got it for thirty more dollars less. We'll make all those adjustments. Uh, 800-951-0592. And and put it away. Listen, I got more news, and I hate to keep focusing on energy, but it is going to be something so important. Uh, I told you about the inventory reports today. They really weren't great. They weren't horrible. There were uh, uh, draws out of Cushing again, uh, but overall, uh, the the draw in the crude market oil was was you know a million barrels or so. So nothing, nothing horrible. But here's the problem: uh, the Energy Department announced that they loaned out 13.4 more million barrels of oil from the strategic oil reserves. Uh, that is an all-time record high of lending of stock. So if you think about, hey, if the Biden administration didn't let them borrow 13 million barrels of oil, we would have had oil inventories down 14 million barrels. I mean, that would have been, forget it, that would have been devastating. But here's the problem now is the Biden administration in November agreed to lend 50 million barrels. After what they did this week, they've already lent out over 40 million of the 50 million barrels, and crude oil is now higher, Jason, 
than when they announced the program to begin with. And so if they don't extend this thing, uh, all of a sudden inventory reports are going to get really ugly. Yeah, energy affects every single thing we do, everything we do. So, so it's, it's massively important what's going on with how much energy you have, how much you have in storage. Uh, and just for a moment, to go back to that turkey thing, Joe, uh, turkey's not getting their natural gas, their large natural gas shipments that were just canceled from uh, Iran. And you want to know why? Because Iran needed it. Co- correct. And, and then, so one of the, one of the ma- massively large companies that's in Turkey, believe it or not, Joe, is, is a packaging company. They make packaging, kind of like Eldorado Water can't keep me my water because they don't have any packaging. You know, that's going to affect companies all over the world that can't package their stuff, Joe. I mean, it, it, energy is huge, man. They're going to they're gonna shut off the electricity for four days. That ain't going to mess up the supply lines, is it, Joe? 800-951-0592. The dumbest special I've ever run. Uh, take advantage of it. We'll be back for the final segment. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I feel like my phone is broken. We still got three lines open. Uh, this is by far, you know, lead pipe, stone cold. This isn't the lead pipe, stone cold lock of the week, lock of the month. This is the lock of the year. Uh, $20 gold pieces, twenty seventy five, uh, and again, all predicated on what the spot price does. So yesterday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, gold hit eighteen fifty three, and of course, the wholesaler, bam, here's your new prices. This morning, they sent a price sheet. I didn't even open it until right now because, well, I got busy, Um uh, Gold was ten dollars lower, so it wasn't at the lows, but yet it was at you know eighteen forty three, and the prices actually had gone up. So th- this is this is just me giving away margin here, uh, but take the time, put it away. Uh, if after Jay Powell talks, gold rallies were raising prices. Here's the good part for everybody else, though. If gold falls farther, we'll lower the prices that you already locked in. It's something we don't do here, uh, but but this is one of those situations where either way, you need to add to your portfolio today. Today's the day to do it. Uh, this thing is going to come unglued really, really quick. Uh, and, and I'll say this, if, if, if for some stupid reason... This Ukraine thing uh, blows up by this weekend where now the embassy is saying, everyone get out by all means necessary. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting uh, market uh, come, come Monday. That's if it waits till this weekend. Yeah, Joe, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think nothing will happen. I, I, in the end, I don't think any anybody wants an actual war there. But like I said, if if – the powers that be need an emergency. They'll they'll take something that maybe is an emergency, make it look like an emergency. Who, who knows, Joe? But it really should not be American troops going there. There shouldn't be Americans being evacuated from there. Well, think about this, right? If, if there's this emergency, it gives Jay Powell a reason what to not raise rates. There is that, and that makes the markets happy, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> even though listen, I, I keep looking, I keep looking. 
why don't they just get it over with and just change uh, the Fed's parameters from uh, stable currency and full employment and just add a uh, protector of Wall Street to it? Yeah, no, I, I agree, Joe. Yep. Wow. Just, yeah. just get it over with. Yep. Yeah. Because obviously, if they cared about the average person on the street right now, rates would already be five, six, seven percent. Uh, and here they are, and we're, we're getting ready for tough talk about, hey, we may raise rates by a quarter a point in March. Yeah, you got to cut the arm off, Joe. You can't just uh, uh, cut a little slice, right? <laughs> you got to do that. Well, well, yeah. Thanks for being that graphic, but you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's really kind of the choice right now. Jay Powell, are you going to cut your own arm off so the the, main, the majority of Americans can live? I think the answer is no. I think he's going to make this incredibly painful. I think we're going to see another big wipeout of anywhere of from 10 to 20 million people falling out of the middle class again. Uh, and again, but don't worry, there'll be a few more billionaires when it's all said and done. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Jason and I are coming right back with the Half Empty Cup. <laughs> 